Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business Boys. We are at episode 91, which is a great number because it was the year that the world was graced with my presence, 1991. <laughs> um, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And with me, as always, is my main man, Spence. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic today. I'm in a good mood. Um, yeah, doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I got. Uh, I was stuck in the... The U.S. of A. for a little bit got uh, got the COVID, so I had to stay locked down and and secured, and uh, wasn't able to cross the border for a bit. But I'm home. The days are getting longer. The weather is looking warm this week. Fucking Super Bowls around the corner, man. You know what? There's there's tons of things to be excited about. You know, uh, I'm excited. I got my water today, and I was like, man, I've been drinking a lot of water. On these business boys and, and kind of not handling the booze lately. And I was feeling like a little bit of a softy. But then I was like, you know what? Winter's for getting your shit done so that you can enjoy the summer. But if I, if, if it's still sunny out at 530 and it's warm out and I'm still sipping on waters over here, I, I expect you to call me out, Spence. I won't because I'm also sipping on water. I do have a nice Diet Coke on ice, but... Uh... I'm kind of like you, man. I just, well, I had half a bottle of wine on Saturday night with the girlfriend, but uh, yeah, just not really craving like the drinks too much, man. I, I got beer in the fridge. I got scotch in the cupboard and yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. It just does not appeal to me right now, which is probably a good thing. You know, get to take a little break from the booze because uh, once spring kicks in, it's it's going to be seltzer season it's gonna be delicious mixed drink season little yeah, gin two, twist whatever you get your hand on yeah two direct flights to pound town <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so uh you know i'm not gonna call you we have plenty of time to uh to get our drinks in on this show absolutely by the way before i forget and i forgot to mention you this earlier on the pre-chat but it's fine now i finally finally watched blades of glory and by golly is it a good <laughs> flick wow man that yeah that's I, i've seen it a couple times i i yeah it's it's solid it's solid yeah i wouldn't it's say like it's a, a great flick oh it's i would so, it's i laugh it's okay <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty funny like it's, it's a solid will ferrell movie i don't know if it cracks his top five but i don't know, think it cracks his top five but mm-hmm it's all rise, which is what I liked about it. There's like there's like 36 seconds of like turmoil, and then it's all rise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it's so ridiculous at the end when he's getting chased uh, throughout the city on his ice skates by uh, Joe Bluth, Will Will Arnett. <laughs> that part is so ridiculous, but yeah, yeah it's it's definitely a funny movie. Will Ferrell's hilarious in it. Hell yeah. And it was good because uh, the wife, my wife likes figure skating and we were getting ready for the figure skating uh, Olympic. She's been watching, so it was on brand. Ooh. Maybe she's got some nice uh, sleeper picks for us to bet on because I don't ah, know shit. They're not sleep. I find it's really hard. Like I was looking at it and like she's like, yeah, those people are probably going to win unless they fuck up. And then the odds were not that great. So I just said, fuck it. Well, my boy Johannes already brought me uh, glory by winning the gold in men's luge, so I'm I'm hot on the Olympic betting. I tell you that much. 
Let's go. Let's go. Well, Canada uh, currently has one gold, one silver, and four bronze. Uh, so six total medals. I don't know if that's good or bad. I Honestly, I haven't really been following too much. I, I watched there, it a bit the other night, but... They're 11th. Okay. I, I don't think that's very good for us. I think we're usually top five at the mm. uh, winter ones. Yeah, I don't think we sent as many people maybe this time or something, or if we're just a choke job. Guess who's number one in the rankings right now? Uh, Norway? Norway has eight medals, is currently in fifth according to this score. Mm. Uh, three golds, one silver, and four bronze. Leading the way is Sweden. Um, they okay. don't have the most medals. They have four golds, though. Two silver, or sorry, four golds, one silver, one bronze for six medals. And leading the actual medal count is the ROC. Um, oh, the rock. Yeah. Two gold, three silver, five bronze. Yeah, I got a bet on the rock to win men's hockey. So um, do I. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, everyone's betting that. So <laughs> that could only mean they're going to disappoint us. Yeah, that's all right. The Rock. Um, yo, speaking of sports, why don't we freaking jump into the big game? We got a big game on Sunday, the last game before freedom for seven months. Yeah. Um, Two months yeah, of who- glorious freedom and then five months of anticipation for next year. <laughs> So what do we got? We got. I'm trying to I'm pulling up these uh, Super Bowl betting. I think got, it's plus four, plus four and a half. It's plus four right now. Bengals plus four, Rams minus four, over under forty eight and a half. That's been it's, it's been, been dropping up and down. Yeah, yeah. It opened at fifty. It was probably a tad too high. I'll go first here and. Uh, no, I think I think it's a pretty good line. First, I'll say I, I think it's a good line. You know, everything in my brain, you know, when I break this game down, it's it's the Rams. I mean, Sean McVay and that core, like a lot of the core, they they've been to the Super Bowl before. They went a couple years ago. They lost. They have that experience. I think McVay's the better coach, and Zach Taylor coached under him, so he's got that big brother kind of relationship. I always like that edge. They're playing at home, and I, I know the L.A. stadium is, you know, it's L.A. It's it's pretty mixed regardless, and it's the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people from out of town coming in, but that's still got to be worth something, playing on your home field. You're used to it. You're at home. Like, you know, you can do your daily <laughs> routine. Wake up, cook some eggs and bacon, head out to the Super Do you think you cook your own breakfast on the way to – probably not. They're probably all of chefs, right? They, they eat at the facility or something. Probably. But yeah, maybe not, not important. <laughs> I I just keep thinking of that Rams D-line versus the Bengals O-line. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. Bad Bengals O-line. The, the Titans just sacked the shit out of Joe Burrow two weeks or three weeks ago, whenever it was. And that makes me nervous. And I just think the Rams are a more veteran team. They're, they're more primed to win. And the Bengals, man, I, I love watching them. It's been a great story, but I, I feel like... I don't want to say fluky, but they've kind of had some breaks in the last couple games to get here and the young upstart team. So everything in my brain says that the Rams are the play, but fuck my brain. I don't give a crap. I'm going with my heart, baby. Bengals plus four Bengals money line, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Let's go. 
I, I want the Bengals to win, so I'm going to roll with them. I'll put a small bet on them, small bet money line, small bet Burrow MVP, and I'm just going to root for the Bengals, even though I think the Rams are rightfully the favorites. Yeah, I think I think I would have been more hesitant to take the Rams if the line was like minus seven, seven and a half. But I just think that the Bengals got outplayed by the Titans, and I think that they got outplayed by the Chiefs, and somehow they came out with the win. Now, I know you're saying, like, Jim, that somehow counts for something, but I don't know if it's enough, man. I just don't know if it's enough. But I want to see the Bengals win, and if the Bengals win, I'll be extra happy for my boy Raz, but I've just put 10 bucks on the Rams to cover because I think that's the way it's going to be. And I would even t- be willing to take an alt spread of like 14. Ooh. A little alt spread. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Just because, yeah, I just I just think it's the better team. And I think the Rams have gotten off easy too. Like, I mean, they had to be like the, the, the Bucks had no their, – their best two O-linemen were gone, missing a bunch of receivers, and they still made a comeback. I think that then they played San Francisco, who I thought their D was all-star, but they were never going to do much on offense, and they still dropped a pick to end it and all this stuff. But I just think uh, – I don't know. I think the Rams are too good. I agree. My brain agrees with you, man, but I'm going with the heart. The heart wants Joe Burrow. The Bengals, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Love it. Yeah, excited for that. More excited to eat some delicious snacks and food that day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so I hope you all enjoy the big game on Sunday. And, uh, you know, just great fucking news that Valentine's Day is the next day on a Monday. Just super happy. about. I think everyone's loving that, eh? Like, Jesus. Well, maybe Valentine's Day is about us this year, you know? Oh, I like the thought of that. I do <laughs> like the thought of that. All right, let's get into some news. Do you want to touch on the Freedom Convoy quickly before we get yeah. into some actual biz news? Yeah. Since we are um, in Canada. Yeah, Freedom Convoy going crazy. Um you know, I think it's really hard to nail down like exactly what's going on because it's such a fierce battle on both sides. Um, but basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, the main idea behind the Freedom Convoy is they want to uh, remove all um, COVID restrictions, including vaccine, mandatory vaccines, passports and, and vaccine passports and stuff like that. Um, the downside is to, to this and and one thing I really don't necessarily love um, and from, from that's kind of being done by the Canadian government is they keep like highlighting like oh you know you get a lot of racists and they're, like they're getting tied into the oh they're racist and they they want to push this agenda and that agenda and I think just like it is with anything as we've learned since we were in kindergarten I think it's very dangerous to assume that just because one person is like a certain way it's bad to assume that all the people that are part of something are a certain way. I'm pretty sure they call that racism where I was from, but um, I like I, I think they're just very, very hard, going pushing very hard on trying to undercut them from a, like a legitimacy standpoint, and I don't necessarily love that. Um, but I do understand that it's pretty fucking dangerous to have 
a bunch of angry uh, people with trucks and uh, arguably guns. And, and, and essentially what they're saying now is they're setting up like camps and, and really like mobilizing that whole Ottawa area where it could get extremely out of hand very quick. So I do understand the danger there as well. Um, and then obviously the, the argument from, from the government is that no, we, you have to get vaccinated. Um, but I think recent, the, the recent kind of stuff that's come out from scientists, and I'm not quoting conspiracy theorists or, uh, Joe Rogan, which I'm sure we'll get into that as well. But, you know, they're <laughs> saying until, until we get a, a solid vaccine plan for, um, you know, underdeveloped countries who are only at 10% vaccinated, we're not going to end this pandemic because um, a lot of these variants that come out, come out from underdeveloped populations where people aren't vaccinated and they have like a very hot spot to mutate and transform into other variations, which in turn makes us have to get booster shots and, you know, more stuff. So we're not going to end like the, the, the continuation of this pandemic is not because, you know, seven or 10% of people out of our population are unvaxxed. It really is, you know, what's going on in, in the undeveloped developed countries. So um, I guess a lot of the frustration is, you know, this is a, a government thing and these are the people telling us what to do and they want to put all the pressure on us and uh, I, 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 they're not taking it anymore. So I guess I understand both sides. Yeah, I do too. And, uh, you know, I don't like to get too involved with this vaccine debate because quite frankly... I mean, it's it's been two years too long um, for me hearing about it, and, and I can agree. Like I I'm I'm think everyone should get vaccinated. That's my opinion, but I'm not gonna, you know, remove my music from Spotify over it. And uh, I also agree that some of the vaccine mandates are um, a little, shall we say, draconian, extreme. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, a lot of the protesters seem like like people just joining in. They're not even truckers, right? They're just, like, yeah. super anti-vaxxers or that. Like, the uh, – I don't know if the city's still on, like, complete lockdown, but – Yeah. I think another thing that that, that that we have to be careful of when we talk about this is not all the people who join or believe or support this freedom convoy are even anti-vaxxers. I'm sure many of them are vaccinated and believe in vaccination, Right. There's there's a big difference right. in being anti-vax and being anti the measures that are cur in, currently in place to get people vaccinated. Right. Whereas now it's like, I mean, in Quebec, they have literally come out and said, like, no, we're forcing people to get vaccinated. You can't go to certain grocery stores and and you can't go to uh, the liquor store. You can't go to the, the SQDC to get your pot like because you're unvaccinated, which we know has been like you're not getting COVID there. There's been no COVID outbreaks there. It's and if it is, it's usually amongst the staff, not amongst the people who are coming in to buy stuff. Especially because you're forced to wear a mask. So uh, I think that's that that's one thing that really bothers me is when when people lump people together with with no justification for it. Like you don't have to be anti-vax to support the freedom convoy. And I, I think that's a, a message that they keep trying to get across that that people aren't listening to. And another thing that does bother me is I, like I used to like I'm not a big politics guy I don't really vote that much to be honest but you know just kind of watching Trudeau is like he seemed like a pretty chill guy at first but I saw his press conference telling them to go home and this is not our this is not what we believe in as Canadians and this and this and that and I I find it I, I like I, I just found it 
kind of disrespectful the way he was talking to people and how he was addressing Canadians like he's this big bully teacher. Um, and <laughs> if you're trying to convince a bunch of angry truckers to go home, I don't think the best course of action is to scold them like children. In my experience, that makes them more pissed off and angry. And I think as the you know prime minister of a nation, you should be the world. You should be the nation's best salesman. And uh, losing your cool and scolding is not the best way to get support from your country. Um, that's just my my feedback to him on whatever side you're on. I think you want to see your 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 you know prime minister or president rally people together instead of force a divide. It's, it's my it's yeah, my I agree with cents. you there. I, yeah, I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of his. Uh, as Smash Mouth once said, "Ain't the sharpest tool in the shed." I think that kind of applies. Uh, that ass, though, you know, I mean, <laughs> how can you not vote for him? So, yeah, I, I mean, I hope uh, everything stays somewhat civil there and uh, we don't fuck up our supply chains too bad. And I do hope some of these mandates are, are perhaps eased uh, a little bit going forward. And well, I also hope that everyone gets vaccinated. So two yeah. birds, one stone. And as you, like Saskatchewan, I think, has said that they're soon to be removing all uh the, to be lifting everything and so is alberta now those are are more conservative uh provinces but you know at least we're, we're seeing some kind of change so um i i would just like to see more pressure and, and and i'm glad like personally i'm glad that you know we at least are able to still like mobilize people and, and protest and do all this stuff because i think that there did there does need to be some pressure on the government and the pressure can't just be put on, on us every time there's an issue to stay inside and not go see friends and family and not go to work and, and lock ourselves up. Because the truth of the matter is, you know, if you, if you, like, I was looking at one of the articles that, that was shared. Um, and they were saying that, you know, a lot of these residents who live nearby are now suing, um, for, you know, like my ears hurt because they've been honking all the time where I can't sleep or I can't. And I, I do understand that that's annoying, but like, at the same time, you also have you in the last two years where we've had stay at home, work from home, um, no gym, no school mandates that have come and gone. Like people who live in homes are the lucky few. You know, we don't all get to, you know, I, I live in an apartment with my wife. It's pretty chill. Like we have a two bedroom, but you know, people who live in smaller apartments than me, I see them across the street. I see in their window. They got like three kids and a four and a half. That's not easy, right? And the people who live in houses and aren't at least trying to understand the situation or other people's perspective is, uh, you know, check your, check your privilege. <laughs> that is Some it. Some truth there. Yeah, truth. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um. And I guess we could tie that in with uh, what's going on with Spotify and Joe Rogan and that whole controversy, which uh, like, look, I, I don't really, I, I do like the Joe Rogan's podcasts. I don't listen to it too much. It's too long for me, but I love the, I love the clips about it. And I, I will, I will say like, so basically he's, he's, I wouldn't say, I don't know. I don't know if he's necessarily anti-vax or that, but he does have on a lot of guests that are more right right-wing leaning and kind of like more against a lot of the lockdowns like we were just talking about and uh perhaps spread some misinformation about the virus but i always still think like he's a pretty grounded person in terms of who like conversations on his podcast 
you know, he's very good at it. He just asks questions, he listens, uh, enhances the debate. So uh, basically, like some artists, mainly Neil Young and uh, I think Joni Mitchell came out and demanded that Spotify no longer carry their music because uh, of what Joe Rogan said on his podcast and who he had on spreading misinformation about the COVID-19 vaccine. By the way, this isn't the first time Neil Young's had beef with Spotify. I think he had something a few years ago because like the music quality wasn't as good. So he wanted his music removed from it. Wasn't that Apple? Didn't he have beef with Apple? Probably. I mean, at this point, Neil Young could just fuck off, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love love Neil Young, man. He's always got something to say about everything, but... Just goes to show you don't have to agree with every single thing someone says to like like them, you know, still like their music and not agree. Yeah, and, and it's kind of a tough spot for Spotify right now. I mean, they're if they get like they gave Joe Rogan they they rolled up a red carpet and said come here, like gave him a hundred million dollars, and I mean the guy gets like ten million listeners per episode, so it's a major cash cow for them in in their. Uh, goal of boosting their podcasting but then you got these these artists who have uh, very strong opinions too and they want all the artists on their system so they're trying to balance the podcasters and the artists is is kind of tough right now for them um but yeah like spotify can't really lose joe rogan Uh, he'll just go back to like doing his own thing posting on youtube probably make more money so no more Neil Young music on Spotify as of right now. No more Joni Mitchell music on Spotify. So, yeah, there's that. But at, at the end of the day, and, and they're going to lose a, quite a bit of revenue from that too, I believe. Um, you know, I think Spotify probably accounts for most of their streaming revenue. So it's probably like a good double-digit percentage revenue loss for the artists themselves. Yeah. But I, I, I'm kind of down with, with what they did. And even Joe Rogan has come out and apologized and said he'll tighten stuff up. And, and, and then that's the thing. Like, it's like my, like my dad was asking me yesterday, like, who the fuck is Joe Rogan? And it's like, you remember like Fear Factor, you know? And he's like, who, like, who is this guy? Like, why is he using it? I'm like, he's just like a guy who's been around and is like a, a popular figure. And he started a podcast because he was curious about shit. And next thing you know, it's fucking massive. But like, he's still just like Joe Rogan, you know? And like, the guy's gonna make mistakes. And, and, and like, at least he has the decency to come out and say like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't like try to fix stuff up. Like, he had Alex Jones on. I don't know if you ever checked out those episodes, but it's like, we really, the Alex Jones ones. Yeah. And he really tries to like, you know, but like, I think what his podcast has always been about is exploring cool ideas, right? Like his podcast is never about, hey, let's take the most popular opinion and discuss it, right? It's always been about challenging things, uncovering things. So aliens are a big topic, right? No one goes after him for misinformation on aliens, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, he's got whack jobs on all the time about flat earth and crazy fucking theories and that. Like, I guess that's just the difference. Like, when I listen to something or when I read something, I. It's never like I never like immediately changes my mind about something. Absolutely, you know, it's like oh, that's an interesting, different point of view, or that sounds like horseshit. I don't agree with that, but apparently, according to Neil Young and others, like if if someone says this, like that's gonna like influence people, and 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 it very well could. You know, a lot of people uh, might just do whatever he says, like Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? 
Yeah, but I, I I like what they did. I mean, I think he got caught with like some racial slurs or some shit, or he said something inappropriate. They they actually took off like 123 of his episodes. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, like clean it up, be better, do better. Like hold your like you know you have a big like one of the biggest platforms in the world. Like hold yourself accountable and 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 make sure you're doing your due diligence. But like, I don't think silencing people is the right answer. And even if you don't even care about silencing them, even if your 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 goal is to get more people vaccinated and and support, when you just say, oh fucking, let me hide this guy behind closed doors and not let him speak, that does more bad than good. Like. You got to let people have a platform to talk, right? Obviously, there's there's a line, but and and, and the debate is where the line is. But yeah, I, I think canceling Joe Rogan is real fucking dangerous. Uh, they can't do it. I mean, he he'll he will find he'll just go back to what he was doing before, and he'll be more than fine. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's dangerous to like really try to like rein him in and censor him completely. But it seems like they kind of they've kind of done like a pretty good damage control with that. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully I can uh, listen to some Neil Young again soon. But uh, as he said himself, man, it's it's better to burn out than to fade away. Nice, nice one, nice. Speaking of burning out, man, Facebook lost around two hundred fifty billion in uh, market value over the past few days. Um, hell of a segue there. Segue, whatever. That's the wrong word. No, it's, it's no, it's the right one. Those iOS privacy changes, man. We brought it up a while ago. Everyone's been talking about it. You know, a little pop up comes to you. Do you want Facebook or Instagram to allow the app to track your data across different apps? You say no, they get fucked. Um, what do you say? Estimating, the, I say. What do you say? We say you say. Well, they're gonna lose ten billion this year in revenue from it. So, but do you say? Oh, I, I definitely. Do you let them track no. multi-platform or no? No, no. I don't let anyone track my shit if I have the option. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, you you want those targeted ads, right? Yeah, man. I buy so <laughs> much good shit. What do I? I don't want to see fucking ads not suited for me. Fucking let me have them. I'll buy. I'm a fucking consumer. Show me what Have you, you got. ever done that? Though? I've never done that in my life. I've never like seen like an ad on Facebook or something and been like, oh, let me click that and buy it. I've never done it. Dude, I have a neck hammock. A fucking... <laughs> yeah, what is that? You don't know the neck hammock, bro? Google it. Ladies and gentlemen, the neck hammock brought to you by Facebook targeted ads. It's a... What were you Googling? Like, I have back and neck pain, and then it just targeted you? I think it's because I also have the spine deck and the massage gun and, like, literally every other possible contraption, and I'm always Googling, <laughs> like, how like back stretches or 12-minute, like, fucking foundation workout. But, like, yeah, the neck hammock is this contraption that, like, essentially you hang it from the doorway, you know, from the handle, and then it, like... You know that move when you go to the masseuse and they like pull your head away from your body, you know, like right at the mm. end when you're lying on your back, it does that. Oh, let me tell you. It looks, yeah, it looks pretty funny. I just saw a picture. Yeah. So you can fucking keep getting targeted ads for fucking brats and Tamaguchis, but I'll, I'll stick with my neck hammocks. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyways, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, that was great. I'm happy you did. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, 
so yeah, they're just not able to target a lot of their their audience as well. And uh, you know, the the conference call was a little bit of a, a little bit of a blame fest. Um, you had uh, COO Cheryl Sandberg, open quotation. First, ads like others in our industry, we faced headwinds as a result of Apple's iOS changes. Uh, Apple created two challenges for advertisers. One is the accuracy of our ads targeting decrease, which increased the cost of driving outcomes. The other is that measuring those outcomes became more difficult. Um, CFO kind of blames or accused Apple of favoring Google in its privacy policy, saying that like uh, Chrome is like, it's not the same rules for Google Chrome and they're they they're still able to effectively track users for personalized ad preferences because Google still had pretty awesome results and and it's not like Facebook was like oh my god the company's going to zero um but it was notable like that that's their bread and butter is is why they were so good at advertising is really those targeted ads so it's definitely something that uh going forward is is gonna be like a little bit of a forker in the road for them but I do think it's it's probably um, one of the best ways for people to get their their ads out there still to this day. Uh, they also mentioned TikTok a lot on on the call. You know, people love the TikTok now. Yep, I'm not on it yet, but I like I feel like TikTok. You just get you get them all on Instagram anyways, so it's all good. Yeah, they they go on all, all the other platforms. That's true. So, yeah. And what do, what do you want to talk about next? Um, well, we have one of two options, but I guess since we're talking tech and <laughs> and shit, might as well talk about the this gaming consolidation frenzy part 73. I mean, it seems like every week we got to talk about it. So every fucking week, what do we have? We had uh, I know you kind of looked into this a bit more than I do, but Microsoft who did they buy? Yeah, Microsoft. I mean, this dropped like right after we released the last episode. We talked about Take Two by Zynga for like twelve billion. We said it was the biggest gaming deal ever. I think the next day it dropped. Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard for sixty nine billion, all cash. Holy hell! What a boss ass move. Uh, imagine they actually paid like cash and they printed all that money and just gave it to them in duffel bags brought it over suitcases yeah over in like three 737s um yeah massive massive i think it's the largest tech deal of all time i don't even think just gaming i think like you, you see some massive deals like this in healthcare but i'm pretty sure this is the largest tech deal of all time and i mean jesus christ 69 billion in cash all cash but listen to what they like. Listen to what Activation Blizzard owns. I didn't know they had all these games. Oh my god! Yeah, everything. World Go of ahead. Warcraft, Overwatch, Tony Hawk's. I don't know what this Pitfall is, but it looks mad retro. Candy Crush Saga, Diablo, King's Quest, uh, fucking Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Starcraft, Crash, Guitar Crash Hero, Bandicoot. Ago, I remember that Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, pretty nuts, man. And and they did like. Activision Blizzard was one of their bigger acquisitions a few years ago. Was the Candy Crush parent company? So, so Microsoft gets a shitload of of uh, of IP, um, and, and they're they're kind of saying like it gives them not only more games and properties for its traditional console, 
But like Take Two last week, it helps them uh, grow its effort in mobile with that uh, Candy Crush. Candy Crush got like a million different variations of games. It's it's King Mobile. They have other games too, and uh, also provides building blocks for the metaverse. Um, didn't really like go into detail on that one, but I found it interesting. And Activision Blizzard's kind of been in the shitter lately because, uh, you know, there's they had some scandals in the summer where they, they uh, you know, they had this uh, reputation or, 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 I guess, reputation of being like a frat boy workplace environment and uh, some sexual harassment and like women being paid less than men. Um, sounds like grandma's boy a little bit was, was going out on there and... Uh, you know, they fired a bunch of employees like the CEO was under under fire for a while. Uh, so the shares were discounted a bit, but I guess like every stock's kind of down lately. So um, it's probably not too notable about that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the metaverse stuff kept sounding interesting. Um, but yeah, man, like these games are crazy. I didn't see anything on like if call of duty would be exclusive to like xbox going forward i feel like they would keep it multi-platform you know why wouldn't you license that out keep keep all that money but man now like you know microsoft's been really hyping up gaming it's obviously like a really fast growing vertical uh of their business so I mean, just a massive fucking acquisition. They get a shitload of, of really good properties with it. And yeah, it didn't stop there, man. It, it's been nuts with this. Like, I'm wondering, is, is EA going to be bought next, perhaps? Uh, Sony ended up buying Bungie for $3.5 billion last week. However, Halo will not be coming to the PlayStation, so that's bullshit. Super bullshit. Yeah, but like Destiny and, and some other games, um, Bungie will continue to be like uh, independently published and create their games and that. But that was another pretty big deal. Yeah, I think Halo sold like their IP to Microsoft like a long time ago. Yeah, I think I think or Halo, Halo's IP. Yeah, it was like Halo Four, I think that was made by Microsoft or Halo Reach. I can't remember which one. But they started adding like jetpacks and shit. Yeah, still yeah, good. So, still um, good. Yeah, and then NYT bought but uh, Wordle, which like everyone's obsessed with, yeah. and I do play every day. Will Short come into the come into Wordle? <laughs> they better keep that shit free. I'll tell you that much. But uh, yeah, just some some crazy crazy acquisitions going on there in the gaming world. Crazy motherfucker. Speaking of acquisitions, there were some rumors on Friday Friday that uh, Peloton might be up for grabs and Amazon, perhaps Nike. I heard some rumblings maybe Apple or Disney would be interested in acquiring it. Ah, goddamn funny bone. There was uh, Peloton's been under pressure from activist shareholders to oust the CEO and sell the company. Um, and sure as shit, today the uh, CEO stepped down or he moved into executive chairman. And uh, Barry McCarthy will take over as CEO. He's served in the past as CFO of Spotify and Netflix, so a good resume. And they're slashing 3,000 jobs. Yeah. And their their stock's up 34% in the last five days. Oh, yeah. But it's been a bad year for them. Oh, yeah. Um, 
just some execution kind of missteps uh, with their treadmill. I think we we talked about it. Uh, they had to recall a bunch of them after like uh, some dangerous reports and maybe a, a death or not maybe, but a, a death of a child was linked. A um, bunch of injuries. Uh, lately, they've they've kind of had to cut the price of their bikes to uh, continue growing their product. I think maybe it was a little bit of uh, during the pandemic. You know, they they're growing so rapidly. They thought that that would continue. You know, as the pandemic ended and and it kind of slowed down a little bit their growth, their revenue growth. Yeah. So perhaps a little bit too aggressive on some new product launches. Um, and yeah, now. They're being pressured to sell the company. I don't know, like they use AWS, but fucking everyone uses AWS. I don't really see like Amazon. I don't know if anyone's gonna scoop it up. I I really don't know. We shall see. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't know. I don't know how much sense it would make. Like, I don't know, like, nothing don't... pops into my mind as someone who would jump on that, you know, other than, like, like, no, I, I don't even know who would jump on that. Like, maybe, like, one of those, think... like, uh, like, um, fitness, like, you know, like, uh, P90X, like, one of, like, whoever owns P90X <laughs> and your boy Sean T there. Um, maybe something like that. I don't know. We've seen, like, Apple, like, kind of push into fitness a little bit but it's it, it's wearable it's a big acquisition yeah it's it's a bit different like google bought fitbit it, it's just like a it's a it's very different so um yeah it's, yeah i'm not convinced that uh they'll find a seller or or sell it i'm still not convinced by the whole freaking company to be honest i i don't know what to think about it so yeah, it's very weird because it's like, oh, great idea, you know, but like it can be replicated very easily. Great idea. Good product. Yeah. And yeah, it just, yeah. At home fitness companies. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's tough to, to make them last really. Yeah. I got nothing else to say on that, but. I've dropped. Me neither. I've dropped my pen uh, a bunch of times. Oh no! And so that's gonna piss you off when you're editing this. And I just dropped my wedding ring, and like the fucking. Oh well, that's that's important. You should probably get that. The, the, the vibrations that just showed up on my fucking mic were super loud. So I apologize to everyone at home. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll I'll mute that. I'll mute that so everyone has a more pleasant listening experience. <laughs> Um, all right why don't we get out of here Uh, yeah what's on the menu for sunday anything different unique um well we got the nodge out of his house so that's good news uh oh you might hassle him up to make his uh little batch of chili or something uh for me personally Mm. i know uh rose loves uh rose loves some chicken wings so that's definitely on the menu she's gonna gobble those down and then it's like oh like i made ribs for my mom last week so maybe i'll skip the ribs maybe i'll do you know but like i need something maybe i'll do like some some like tacos with like i have like a lamb shank like a nice or like a lamb shoulder in there do a little braised lamb shoulder tacos who knows man Ooh, you fancy motherfucker yeah that sounds fantastic 
I just need three things. I need wings. I need a, some sort of dip and chip or, or something. And I need me my meatballs. Meatballs. Right? Good old, old Swedish meatballs. Fuck yeah, man. You know, Big Baby actually just fucking dropped me off uh, an eight-pack of his homemade sausage. Oh. So I might get into that a little bit, too. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Love a good sausage. All right, get us out of here. All right, well, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Episode 91, we always appreciate you. Um, And uh, I guess until next time, uh, all the best, and we'll check you later. Peace out.